Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. You're so kind to join us as we take a look at the book. It is always my pleasure to open God's Word with anyone who will take a moment to listen and study together with them about what God is doing. I have in my hand the album for a five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Feast of God. This is an exciting series where I explore the Jewish feast and explain how they relate to the end times. Jesus Christ, in the proper day sequence, will fulfill every one of the seven Jewish feasts. We need to understand what God is doing and how indeed those three remaining feasts that need to be fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ will be fulfilled. For example, the next feast that Jesus Christ will be fulfilling is Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. We're going to deal with that particular feast in just a moment. Let me tell you that you can get your copy of this audio series, and we'll give you the numbers or the location at the website where you can make your order. But first, let's listen to our study, Sound the Trumpets. Now, looking down the quarters of time, Passover was the the death crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Unleavened bread, he goes in the grave. First fruits, he's resurrected. Pentecost, the Spirit of God comes. The right benefit for the Christian is that his death, burial, and resurrection guarantees us eternal life. The appearance of the Holy Spirit establishes the beginning of the church. So now we see that, but as we look into the future for trumpets, Yom Kippur, or Day of Atonement, and tabernacles, What kind of prophetic significance is there for us? None. These were Jewish feasts. Back in 1988, a friend of mine wrote a book entitled 88 Reasons Why Jesus Christ is Going to Come in 88. He failed to come in 88, so in 89, 89 reasons that Jesus Christ is coming in 89. I didn't see the sequels to all of those. (laughs) But see, these are Jewish feasts. Some prophecy teachers, pay close attention, some prophecy teachers are propagating the thought that the rapture has to take place in the fall at Feast of Trumpets because that's the prophetic significance in the Jewish feast for the body of Christ. Wrong! impossible the rapture of the church can happen at any moment it's an imminent return could take place at any moment we don't have to wait till the feast of trumpets upcoming next September it can happen at any moment these are feasts for the Jewish people you say, well, what about the last trump that shall sound? Glad you asked. Let me show you something. I've got to show you something else first. May I move the feast and take them and make them something else just for a second? You've got to remember, these are feasts, but they're going to be something else. They play double duty. I'm paid them a lot, and so they'll be able to do what I tell them to do. Now, these three mic stands are going to represent the three main events in God's calendar of activities in the future. This is a timeline. You know what a timeline is? Starts at a certain point in history and takes us into eternity future. Timeline starts at the creation of man, comes along 4,000 years, Jesus Christ lives. 
dies, buried, resurrected, comes out of the grave, ascends into heaven. Next 2,000-year period we've seen unfold. We're in it right now. The next event is the rapture of the church. That's when Jesus Christ shouts. Archangel shouts. 1 Thessalonians 4. Look over there. We're going to go right there in a moment. And the rapture of the church takes place. Then there's a seven-year period of time called the tribulation period. Then Jesus Christ gets on the white horse, comes back. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's a thousand-year period of time. At the end of the thousand years, the great white throne judgment. Now, I want to show you a couple of things here. The rapture, the seven years, and the revelation. The rapture is for the body of Christ. The revelation is for the Jew. We're coming back. At the rapture, we're taken out of here. The Jew remains. At the revelation, we come back on white horses with Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 and following. We come back to the earth. He establishes his kingdom after the battle of Armageddon. The Jews then enter into the millennial kingdom that he has promised to give them. And so at the second coming, he's coming back for the Jew. Over here, he's coming back for the church. Now, have you got 1 Thessalonians? Let me show you. I want to indicate to you that there are two last trumpets. Okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Very, very important information, study about the time of the end. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And Paul is teaching. He writes the people of Thessalonica. He had visited with them probably for about three weeks. He gives them every doctrine you can stand. By the way, I think that's why you ought to teach doctrine. Most churches, oh, you can't teach doctrine, man. That separates. No, that unifies. That's what makes us come together what God's Word has to say. Doctrine. He's teaching. Here's he's going to teach him another doctrine now. Uh, verse 13. But I would ha not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that are dead, in other words, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring, by the way, those that are dead in Christ, will God bring with him. Verse 15, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, notice Paul, anticipated. Listen, he anticipated the rapture here. We that are alive and remain, he says. He wasn't waiting for some feast of trumpets. He anticipated the rapture was going to take place right then. Look what he says here. For, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We're not going to stop them from being able to go. Verse 16, For the Lord himself, here it is, shall descend from heaven, and it seems to say now that the Lord will descend with a shout. He will shout, and then the voice of the archangel. There will be a shout of the voice of the archangel. And then it says, And with the trump of God, so probably three sounds here. Jesus shouts, archangel shouts, trump of God sounds, and then what happens? We are caught up. Then, verse 17, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with those that were in the grave. Those who are already dead will be caught up to be with him forevermore. Never, verse 17 says, never to leave the presence of Jesus Christ. This trumpet that sounds is a trump of victory moving into a blessed, blessed presence of Jesus Christ. Look over to 1 Corinthians 15. There's a very interesting parallel passage on this same subject in 1 Corinthians 15, and sometimes we get hung up on 1 Corinthians 15. 
with the scenario that I laid out here, the rapture, the seven years, the revelation of Christ, the thousand years, and then the great white throne judgment. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. Now, the first 50 verses of 1 Corinthians 15 are dealing with the resurrection and essential for the rapture to take place. If the resurrection did not take place, there's no such thing as a rapture in the future. But because the resurrection took place, there is an absolute guarantee of a rapture in the future. Verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. A favorite verse that they put over every nursery and every church I've ever been to. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Looked like you were going to sleep. I thought I had to throw a humor in there. <laughs> anyway, now look here in verse 52. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, look at here, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this, this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And we move down to verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And in between there he says, Oh, death, where is thy sting? I've got the victory. Another evidence of the victory. But he says here at the last Trump. As we indicated in this study, the rapture does not take place on the Jewish Feast of Trumpets. Instead, it is the second coming of Jesus Christ that will be fulfilled on some future time of Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. You need to have this entire series. I explain the Jewish feast and how they relate to the end times. It's entitled The Feast of God, and it's available. You can call our toll-free number at 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. Or go to our website, prophecytoday.com. Go over to the shopping mall, and you can make your order. It is key that you understand how God will fulfill the Jewish feast through the person of Jesus Christ and what will take place in the future. Again, thank you so much for joining us to study God's Word as we continue to understand God's prophetic scenario for the end times. It becomes more and more aware that the rapture of the church when Jesus shouts and calls us up into the heavenlies to be with him forevermore could take place at any moment. In fact, even before I finish making this announcement to you. That being the case, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...